Hello and welcome to the Writing Your Best Self podcast with me, Georgina Elmashady. Journaling is an incredible self-improvement practice that will help you cultivate the introspection and self-awareness you need to become your best self. Each week, we explore tried and tested techniques along with journaling prompts to help you dig deeper into yourself so you can leverage the wisdom within to achieve your biggest goals and create your best life. Let's get writing. What do you do if you're terrible at journaling? Well, if that describes how you feel about your journaling practice, you are in exactly the right place because this is what we're going to explore today. And by the time this podcast is over, you're going to have three really practical, actionable steps that you can take to ditch this belief that you're terrible at journaling and start turning that blank page into something magical and inspirational. Because I know what it's like. You feel like you should be journaling. You've heard the anecdotes and you're listening to this podcast and you know that lots of highly successful people and super effective people swear by their journaling practice. And if only you weren't quite so terrible at it yourself. Hang on there, my friend. Have you noticed how easy it is to be hard on yourself? In fact, I sometimes think we're harder on ourselves than anyone else could possibly be. So this is your permission to cut yourself some slack because here's the thing about terrible. I don't believe you can be a terrible journaler unless, of course, you don't actually journal. That's because successful, and I say successful in inverted commas, successful journaling isn't about who's the best writer or storyteller. It's not about perfect handwriting and typo-free spelling, like no grammar police are ever going to visit you in your journaling unless you send them. Because great writing isn't the point of journaling at all. Instead, all that needs to happen for journaling to become a successful practice for you is that it helps you to reclaim parts of yourself. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. Journaling is an introspective, reflective process. It's that practice that enables you to free up headspace so you can process your mental thoughts and empower yourself to know yourself on a deeper level. I like to think of journaling as like an external brain. So rather than having to keep everything crammed in your head, you can release it and get it onto paper instead. In that sense, like your journal is this place for you to let off steam and honestly express what's on your mind. And that's so liberating, isn't it? These days we feel we can't always speak our truth and your journal is the outlet for that. It's that place where no one's going to judge you or criticise you. You can just say whatever is present for you in the moment. Journaling is also your brag zone. So you can just, just get it all down. Like say how amazing you are. Feel good about yourself. And journaling can be a problem solving too. So helping you work through your issues and challenges and roadblocks so that you can get through to the other side. Journaling is also a place where you can capture those eureka moments and play around with ideas. And in other words, it just doesn't matter whether you write pages every day or you simply capture a few doodles and a few key moments. As long as your journal helps you to process what's happening for you, and that can be on a physical, emotional, mental and spiritual level, then amazing. As long as your journal empowers you to put your next step forward, enabling you to understand something better or empowering you to leave something behind, then it's a winning practice, like you're winning. So I'm telling you, you've got this. You're not a terrible journaler. And now that we've tackled the concept of terrible and that you can see that that word is actually disempowering you to think that because it's getting in the way of your practice, I want to share some super easy things that will help you enjoy this beautiful practice even more so you can unlock and embody your best self. Okay, so the, the first thing I recommend you do is take your journal with you everywhere. Now, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, you'll know that this is a tip that I share a lot. Now, here's the thing. Have you noticed that reality is 
often a matter of perspective. Now, the reason for that is the world you see is shaped by your beliefs. What I mean by that is every day you're bombarded with like so much information. Like it simply, it is impossible for you to consciously see or be aware of everything. Like the way your brain kind of copes with this constant bombardment is to filter out the things and delete the stuff that isn't relevant to you. So in other words, you see a world that confirms your belief system. So if you think you're a terrible journaler or like terrible at anything for that matter, you're going to keep seeing things that confirm that opinion. Now, here's the good news and here's the powerful part in this. You can change your beliefs by changing your thoughts, your behaviours or your feelings because each of those contributes and reinforces the belief that you're living by in the first place. And that's why carrying a journal is so important and so powerful because if you keep a journal in your bag, suddenly you are a journaler. If you keep a journal with you, you're subconsciously setting the intention that you're going to want to write at some point. So whether you're sat in bed or you're sat on the sofa or you're out on a walk or you're at a coffee shop, you know, if you've got the journal to hand, you can know it's there to lean on whenever you want to. And you can see where this is going, right? Because we've talked about this idea on the podcast too. Inspiration is unpredictable. You just never know exactly when it's going to strike and it often hits you at the most unexpected times. Now, the cool thing is that if you do have a journal, you're ready to write whenever your heart has something to say. There's no more scrambling for a pen or paper, no more frantically trying to write things down on something. Instead, you're tooled up, ready to go, and you become an incredible journaler as a result. So once you've made the commitment to keep your journal with you, the second thing I encourage you to do is to lower the bar. Yes, you heard that right. I'm inviting you to lower the bar. Now, you don't have to write six pages to have a worthwhile journaling session. Although, of course you can if you want. You don't have to have the most beautiful pictures and the perfect handwriting in your journal for it to be successful. Although you can if you want. Now I'm telling you quantity isn't a good indicator of effectiveness. The quality of what you write, the truth of what you write is way more important. And it's okay to set out with the intention to write just a few sentences. Because here's the thing, once you actually get something on paper, you might be inspired to see where the threads of that thought and discovery take you. And you might write some more stuff. Other times, just a few sentences might be sufficient and perfect for what you need to capture in that given moment. And my journal is a mixture of both. Like sometimes I'll write for hours and I'll just write loads of stuff and it'll feel amazing. Other times I can be sat with my journal for 30 minutes and just write a handful of sentences. And that's because as well as writing, for me, journaling is also that process of diving deep, of feeling into myself, of being aware of how my body feels, of what thoughts are coming up, um, what those thoughts might mean, what's under the surface. And I found there's there's just so much wisdom and intelligence and divine information like hidden in the silence, hidden in that moment with yourself when you just you're just present with what's present for you in that particular point in time. And giving yourself the space and the permission to feel into that is also a really valuable use of your journaling time too. Like other times I make lists, I might doodle. Sometimes I just write in random parts of the page. Like actually, this is the cool thing about journaling. It's so personal. It's personal and it's creative. And as I've said before, if it works for you, then it, it works. That's it. If it works for you, it works full stop, period. And Finally, another strategy which can turn that blank page into magic is to use prompts. And again, you'll know that I'm a big fan of these because the prompts help to erase your blank page woes so you can get 
incredible insights onto paper. Now, it's no accident that prompts are so effective. And that's because questions in themselves are this crazy powerful tool for helping you to unlock insight and inner wisdom. And that's because questions effectively hijack your brain and force you to focus on something specific. Let me show you how this works. What was the name of your best friend at primary school? Now, did you notice that the instant I asked you that question, your mind went searching for the answer? <laughs> it's pretty cool, right? Most importantly, you didn't tell your brain to go off and do that. Instead, your brain took action on autopilot. And the reason it does that, the reason it, it has to go and find answers is because of a mental reflex called instinctive elaboration. In other words, you have this instinctive, inherent, inbuilt need to complete a loop when one is opened and find the solution for yourself. Now, there's more to this story because questions also force your brain to focus on that question and that question only. Now, I always used to think, oh, I'm a great multitasker. I can do two things at once, blah, blah, blah. Actually, that neuroscience is finding that isn't quite true. Actually, what neuroscience is finding is our brains can't actually multitask in the way that we imagine. In fact, when we believe we're multitasking, what we're actually doing is switching from one task to the other and back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, because your brain can only focus on one idea at a time. So how does this apply to journaling? Well, the reason is because if you ask a question, you will get an answer. What's more, if you ask the right question, you're going to be able to guide your brain to think along useful lines, like lines that enhance your inner wisdom, lines that give you that moment of, aha, I understand now, I've got it, I know what to do. So all this magic self-development work taking place in your journal, it's just why I love it so much. And this is why journaling prompts are so powerful, because if you ask the right questions that help you reclaim a part of yourself, suddenly the insights and ideas that show up in your journal are that much more useful in it. Then your writing goes for more, turns into more than just thoughts. It turns into direction. It turns into your inner wisdom, your inner truth, visible, like displayed in front of you on the page. It makes who you are inside tangible and visible on the outside. And I just think that's such a beautiful process and one of the reasons I just love to journal. So talking about journaling prompts, this feels to me like a pretty good place to introduce this week's journaling prompt. And here's what I've got for you this week. Remember again, questions, focus, ideas, insights from inside. And I carefully create these questions to really open up a box, to open that treasure box that sits inside all of us. Because being able to tap into your inner wisdom is just so powerful. And so what I invite you to think about this week is, do you think you're terrible at journaling? And if you do, why? Now, when answering this question, the key aspect is the why. And if you're not terrible at journaling, you can replace the word journaling for something else that you do think you are terrible at, because the process is the same. What I encourage you to do is, is look for the deeper story here. Now, why do you think you're terrible? And understanding that deeper story is going to be really useful because it's likely that it's impacting other areas of your life. So again, unlock all the juicy details, remembering that bullets and lists are just as good as lengthy prose. Figure out what is, the, what is at the heart, what is at the root of this? Because self-awareness and ownership of the truth is the first step to massive transformation. And it's my wish for you that by journaling around this point this week, you're going to uncover something that's going to lead to a significant breakthrough because that is the power of writing and journaling. So get to writing. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate you leave a review on iTunes. It helps more people 
discover this journaling podcast so that more people can write their way to their best self. As always, please tag us at Best Self Co or use the hashtag writing your best self if you want to share any of your prompts or your insights. And I will see you real soon in another episode from me to you. Have a great weekend, have a great week, and I'll catch you soon.